0: by emailing us at info at com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting give.
1: Welcome to another episode of Digging for the Truth. I just want to thank you uh, for tuning in. Before we get any deeper tonight, I'm going to ask you to please just share uh, this podcast with anybody who is concerned about Israel. Um, I'm going to, the, the things I'm going to be sharing are heartfelt. Um, I love the, the Jewish people and the Israeli state. Um, but if you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share this. That's the only way we're going to grow those things. If you just share it with your friends and make a grassroots appeal. So I know that that was some fun music coming in, but we're going to talk about some things that are uh, definitely much heavier um, moving forward. You know, I, like you, probably woke up this weekend um, had certain things you know uh, that I was planning on doing and just turned on the news and saw that Israel had been attacked not only attacked it's the biggest attack um, in in 50 years uh, in fact it's the first time that Israel has declared war in 50 years so as we talk about some of these things do the events taking place right now over in the Middle East over in Israel do they line up with end times scripture do they line up with prophecy I believe they do. And I'm going to share my opinion on that here in just a few minutes. But before we get into that, I would like you to, I've put something together here that I'd like for you to take a look at to just get our minds kind of set for what we're talking about the people and the, 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 just the horrible uh, attack and atrocities happening to the Jewish people. This will give us a visual right here. <laughs> Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all of the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. All who heave it away will surely be cut in pieces though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. Son of man, set your face against Gog in the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am against you, O Gog. The prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, I will turn you around and put the hooks into your jaws, and lead you out with all your army, horses, and horsemen, and splendidly clothe the great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya are with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Gomer and all its troops, the house of Tugarma, from the far north and all of its troops. Many people are with you. After many days you will be visited. In the latter years you will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations, and now all of them dwell safely. To take plunder, though, and to take booty. To stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited. And against people gathered from the nations who have acquired livestock and goods. Who dwell in the midst of the land. Sheba, Dedan, the merchants of Tarshish and all of their young lions will say to you, Have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty? To carry away silver and gold? To take away livestock and goods? To take great plunder? The images that we see here are the horrible atrocities taking place right now in Israel. And as Christians, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to make sense of this? If sense can't even be made. I believe that now is a time for the church to rise up, to support Israel, to recognize who the Jewish people truly are. As I previously mentioned, It's been 50 years since Israel has declared war, but war they have declared. And their enemy is much greater than Hamas. It's much bigger than the thugs that have shot off the rockets. And we're going to talk about that tonight because the enemy is much bigger, and it's got a bigger name, Iran. Iran is behind These attacks, they are the ones, the brains and the money that have set all these other players in motion against Israel. So I thought tonight, yes, we're going to be talking about current events. In fact, I've got a, a ticker up here. You can see some of these are just the headlines that are taking place right now that have come out just within the last, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And you'll see as the sticker goes by that the death the death toll right now in Israel is is over eleven hundred, and the injured are over thirty four hundred. Um, and so it, when you look at just the the travesties, you know of, of these. And here's what what a lot of people don't realize is that many, most, even of these people that have been hurt are just citizens. Um, there are many. <laughs> Just, I don't even know exactly how much I want to say tonight um, on the podcast because some of these things are hard to hear. Um, but Hamas, they went door by door, and they went into homes of families, and they shot moms and dads and children. They killed women and took others and began to rape them. They took babies and decapitated them. I don't know how much more evil one can get. So I ask you tonight, does this line up, does this feel like end times? Well, I want to share a couple of stories. So this week, the beginning of the week, uh, we sit in a development meeting, and people who normally don't have the end times mindset or are we in end times begin to ask questions, hey, I think this is the end times. Well, it's because it's not just what's going on in Israel but there's other things going on all over the world, the wars, rumors of wars, Russia, Ukraine, earthquakes, pestilences, um, financial uh, crises right on the brink of the, the, you know, the doorstep here in America and other places around the world. Um, and so I just felt like, yes, all this is extremely heavy, but there's great news and we're going to end with really good news. And I just thought I would go back through some of the scripture that I read as these things played. but I want to first look at some of the things going on here in America as it relates to the you know the, the um, war going on in Israel and how people here at home are responding. Uh, I will say this um, is extremely worrisome and I want to share some of that with you. So to begin I want to look at a number of different uh, news articles. Um, we're going to begin here. So if you're not aware, there was a, a protest um, It actually went on for several days uh, in Times Square, amongst other places, but in Times Square, and uh, amongst those were the Democrat Socialists of America. So if you don't know who the Democrat Socialists of America are, I'm going to actually give you quite a few names tonight. Some of them you'll recognize. Remember, AOC, Elon Omar, Rashid Talib? Um, these are all Democrat Socialists is what they call themselves. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you exactly really what that is. That is the Fourth Reich. That is communism. That is Nazism. These people, and they, they've actually shown their hand. When I'm going to show you some of these images. But Democrat Democrat Socialists of America – they cheer the Palestinian terror in New York. Here on the Breitbart, the Democrat Socialists of America held a rally in New York City's Times Square on Sunday in support of the Palestinian terror group Hamas and its attack on Israel, which has thus far killed, and this is an older article, but now we know, 1,100 and wounded 3,400 plus. So what are some other articles? Well, first of all, I want to go ahead. It says that uh, the DSA, uh, Democrat Socialists of America, which counts... Four uh, Democratic members of Congress: Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashid Talib, Jamal Bowman, and Cory Bush. Um, now, Cory Bush has, has been especially nasty um, these last few days. You can see the venom. You can see the demonic influence of every one of these individuals, especially in some of their responses. They, if you're not also aware, so the there there was it was actually. The, uh, a Jewish holiday when they were attacked. They were all flat-footed. This is one of the things that um, you know, the, the Hamas used to their advantage is that this is a, 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 a celebration going on, kind of like what we would even consider you know, how Christmas, that type of environment where you know, businesses are closed and families are together. Um, and that's kind of the environment when these attacks uh, took place. Let's look at a few others. Um, here's one that actually absolutely blew my mind. Uh, Elon Omar Stokes outrage with a plea against <laughs> sending U.S. weapons back to "quote unquote" war crime uh, in Israel. They're so basically, what she's saying is, if, if America sends, you know, the, or the, what Israel is doing right now is, they are the ones committing a war crime. Um, clearly, she has received a lot of backlash. Um, Representative Elon Omar elicited outrage Monday with a public entreaty f- uh, for the U.S. to shift from giving Israel unconditional weapons, sales, and military aid to diplomacy. Um, Omar, from De- a Democrat from Minnesota, a member of the so-called Squad, also harped on the plight of the Palestinians and su- suggested that Israel's uh, retaliation against the terrorist group Hamas might be a war crime. How insane can one person be? To say something so ridiculous. Um, I want to show you a couple of images. So first of all, I mentioned this a moment ago, but the Democratic Socialists, these squad, these people, they want to destroy America. They want to take away all your rights. They want to have complete control of your children, of your family, of your finances. And if you don't do what they ask, they'll put you in a re-education camp. If that doesn't work... I'm telling you, that's the mindset of these people. Does this sound familiar? It should. And you say, well, there's no way that they, quote-unquote, would align with Nazi ideology. Well, let me go ahead and give you the very first image that contradicts that. And here it is. This is actually during the protest in Times Square. You'll see several images where they actually are holding up swastikas. And as you go through this, in fact, on the campus at Harvard, I'm going to go ahead and just go through some of these images as I talk. On the campuses in Harvard, uh, of Harvard this week, there were over 30 student groups that came out against Israel and for Hamas. You heard me correctly. I'm going to show you some other things going on just around the world. But look at some of these signs. Israeli apartheid and genocide, funded by the U.S. I mean, it's... They actually had some signs. I don't know if I have an image come here. Now, this obviously is the Jewish people in Times Square that have come out there to protest against the protesters. Saying, listen, I." and when you look at these conflicts taking place, it's unbelievable. I mean, there's a clear distinction. You can see that there's one group, the sane and another, that is not. But I thought that this was a very telling image, and it really bothers me. This is grooming children. So they are on the side of of Hamas. Can you imagine what these children? They can't be kids anymore. They are already trying to proselytize them, teach them, and speak into their ear that Jews and Israel are bad and evil. That blows my mind. So I want to share um, a little bit about that and in back in some background context. Now I was going to uh, show you, quote unquote, some some scripture in the Torah and stuff that they re- reference. But I want to go ahead and give you kind of a mindset. So well, first of all, I did mention that it, this is Iranian-backed. In fact, this isn't this isn't hyperbole. Um, you can go find this. Even Hamas, they they came out and said that yes, Iran were the ones that funded this. And I want to go. Does some does that sound familiar? Like uh, we recently released, say, like six billion dollars to Iran. Oh yeah, Biden administration sure did that. Mm-hmm. Also, did you hear that? It sounds like the Afghanistan weapons of war that we left behind and allowed Americans to be killed in Afghanistan. Good and wonderful Afghanistan, uh, Afghani citizens to be tortured. Oh, by the way, those weapons are showing up here as well. Well, who are the Iranians? We're going to go through the scripture that I read over a minute ago, but I want to talk about, have you ever heard of the 12th Imam? The 12th Imam was a... Five-year-old boy, that when his father died, he's he actually uh, prayed when Muhammad died, he prayed over his father, um, and then he was supposed to. He, he so when you look at the at the uh, uh, Quran, the Quran believes that who we call the Antichrist is their good guy, okay, and that is this twelfth Imam. So when he was five years old. Uh, he he um, was actually, you know, he prayed over his, you know, and spoke over his father's funeral, and then all of a sudden he just disappeared, and he had to disappear. And, and they say he disappeared a Well, and periodically he'll come back out, and God has prolonged his life and has been waiting for him to come back because he is going to usher in Armageddon. Now, they call it something different, but it is that same battle. That's the ironic thing. So when when you hear people... It drives me insane. When you hear people say that the Christians and the Jews and the Muslims all serve the same God, that's an absolute, absolute lie. It's not true. Um, Now, you can say that Jews and Christians align in many ways, and that's absolutely true. And that's why, as Christians, it is our duty and responsibility to support the Israelis and the Jewish people. Islam, however, is a demonic, demonic entity. So the 12th Imam is evidently been alive for 1300, 1400 years, whatever it is. And he, you know, whenever the, the, the Muslim people really need him, he just rises up and he leads them. Um, and he will again soon arrive and he will, uh, uh, he will bring together all of these different tribes and they will usher in, they will, or they will wipe the, the Israel, the Israelites off the face of the earth and they will usher in Armageddon. Okay. Uh, well, here's what's crazy. So in Iran, um, the Ayatollahs came in and took over Iran in the 1970s. What's interesting is I actually had a little bit of a connection to this as a kid. So, and if you don't know what I do for a living, I'm in software, I have a computer company. I'm second generation. So my dad um, and my uncles and my aunt, they had a, a basically a mainframe company before PCs were were cool, right, or even, on the, even available. And there was a, a man, so Iran back in the 70s, late 60s, early 70s was um, – it was a wonderful place. On the brink of technology they had uh, all kinds I mean they, they were they were trend setting in the area of technology and computers. Well then the Ayatollahs came in, t- took over, tr- turned it and created a you know uh, a, you know a, a state, an Islamic state and began to if, you know if you didn't fall in line begin to execute and kill people. So there were a lot of refugees coming out. One of those was a, a man named Homi Farsi. And he ended up coming and working uh, for my dad. And I remember being around he and his wife uh, and his two sons. They were younger than me, um, but we were all young. I was just a kid. Uh, but I remember seeing uh, them flee from, from that. And you could tell that there was, they aggrieved them. Well, the Ayatollahs in that time, ironically, were conservative compared to now. Uh, they actually outlawed what they call Twelvers. So people who followed the Twelfth Imam uh, teaching of Islam, they would actually outlaw. They actually outlawed it. Well, over time, those Twelvers now have infiltrated 100% of the Ayatollah families, and now the the entire state, the entire uh, Iranian state, is is basically Twelvers. So they are trying to proactively usher in this war. So it makes sense. So they're they're backing all these other thugs, okay, to attack and go against their enemy now. Who have they recently created a relationship? We're going to get to that as we go through the scripture here in a minute. Let's talk about a few more articles. Um, I don't know that we have to get to to many of them, but one of them that I thought was nuts was in uh, Sydney. Have you seen that in Sydney, so it's not just here in the United States. In Sydney, um, there's a pro-Palestinian protesters. There's about a thousand of them plus. They were chanting, gas the Jews, outside of the Sydney Opera House. That absolutely blew my mind. Australian police are investigating a pro-Palestinian protest outside the Sydney Opera House after footage emerged of a group appearing to chant anti-Semitic slogans at the demonstration. Around 1,000 pro-Palestinian supporters marched through central Sydney Monday evening in the city's Opera House, which the government had illuminated the colors of the Israeli flag following Saturday's attacks by Hamas. However, as many as 1,000 Israelis were killed in the attacks. Now we know that it's even more than that. Uh, Meanwhile, Gaza's health ministry has said that at least Six hundred eighty-seven Palestinians have been killed in Israeli retaliatory airstrikes. So basically, you have these people that are—I um, mean, all over the all over the globe—coming um, up pro-Palestinian, and they think that the, the the Jews deserve this. This is exactly what happened during World War II. Um, there were people who lived in communities with Jew, uh, Germans and Jews, and Austrians and Jews, and Polish and Jews and then all of a sudden one day and i mean they grew up with them and they dated and they went to school with them they lived life they they bought and sold from one another there, there was no problem and then all of a sudden you know the nazis it, it didn't it's just like overnight is group think and they came in and said hey we hate the jews now and then from that point forward i mean they were the people that were once their friends persecuted and came after them um, so what do we do as christians well the first thing we do is we go to the word Um, and make sure that we understand some of the things that are actually going on. So as I read over this uh, in Zechariah 12, 2 through 3, it says, Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. Now, so it's a heavy stone, okay? And one of the things that I've talked about on the show before, but uh, Eye to Eye, I believe is the name of it, uh, Bill Koenig, he's written a book and talks about every time anybody has tried to divide up – specifically even the United States, but anytime somebody tries to divide up God's land, how those people, uh, <laughs> bad things happen. And that's actually what it says right there, that God will cut these people to pieces. This is going to be all the nations of the earth that are going to be coming against Israel. So this is this the beginning of the Gog-Magog war? I don't know. I really don't know. It feels kind of gog and magog-ish to me. I mean, all the right players are on the field. So who are those players? That's what I thought we would go through real quick. So the son of son of man, um, it says set your face. So he's talking to Jesus. All right, Jesus, you're gonna set your face against Gog, who is a person. Um, and if that if and Magog is a place. And that probably, you know, it's the area of, of Russia. So you also talk about Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. So if that's, And those are some of the stands and some of the other areas around there from that northern territories. And so who's, who's in control of all that area? Well, that'd be Putin, right? So right now that'd be Vladimir Putin. It says, I will turn around and put hooks in your jaws and lead you out. So let's talk about this for a minute. This is important. It says hooks. I didn't actually, I've always said the hook in the jaw, but when I went back and I read that scripture recently, I noticed that it is plural. Hooks in your jaws, plural. So there's going to be more than one hook and more than one jaw. Well, I believe that some of the, first of all, let's talk about some of the hooks as it relates to Russia. So previously on a podcast, when I talked about signs of the end times, um, I talked about uh, the relationship made between Russia, Iran, and Turkey. Okay. These all line up. How do you, why do you say that? Well, first of all, we know from this very scripture in Ezekiel 38 that Magog and the stands, Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, all those areas. It goes on to say that you're also going to uh, have Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya. Now, Persia is Iran. Okay, so that area is now all Iran. It was changed. The name changed, um, you know, after from Arabia. It was, and you've probably heard, but anyway, if, uh, it was Persia, Arabia after World War II when the Iranians came in. Sorry, the, the Ayatollahs came in, they changed the name. Um, but Persia would be Iran, uh, Ethiopia, and Ethiopia used to be part of Ethiopia, but also Sudan um, and maybe some other deeper areas into Africa, and then Libya. You know what's interesting is Libya is the only, one, only name on the board here that the name hasn't changed. Here's what's crazy is that there's never been any kind of relationship or treaty between Russia and that area, the peoples in that area and the people of the Middle East in over in the in the twenty five hundred years where there's been any type of, of people in either of those lands. Okay? Never. And now all of a sudden there's treaty. I mean, what did it take? I mean, how did all of a sudden you have these people who are completely, you know, opposite, now coming together and creating alliances? Well, one more before I talk, go back and talk about the, the hooks. It says there's also the house of Togarma from the north, from the far north. And really where that is, is that's the Turkey area. So you have all three of those people, all three of these places um, right here together. You know what's interesting? I was going to put it up. I just ran out of time on graphics tonight. But if you'll go look at a map, pull up a map and look at Israel and go straight north, and you'll see that Moscow is directly north of that. Think that's a coincidence? I'm telling you, it's just—it's nuts. When you begin to look at prophecy and break all this down, what does it mean? Well, what about the hook in the jaw? Well, we know that um, Iran has been trying to produce a nuclear weapon, um, and from, if you'll recall, I mean, there's been all kinds of stuff—you know—from the Stuxnet virus that went in and destroyed a lot of their centrifuges. Um, we know that uh, their relationship with Uh, with Putin in the north, that they now are helping them uh, with weapons. But also Iran is helping uh, Russia with weapons in the area of uh, drones. So you've been seeing all these drones being dumped, you know, war drones being flown and crashed. And, you know, some of them are just kamikaze. Others have uh, payload packages that deliver missiles uh, into Ukraine. Well, so... This is becoming a symbiotic relationship. But now we know that Iran wants to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. They state that. That's exactly what they say. Um, and there's also an incredibly huge conflict between Israel now and Russia, and it has to do with natural gas. There are – there's a, a massive uh, – I think it's, it has you know, several – I know at least one, but maybe two – several trillion cubic uh, – meters of, of, uh, of natural gas out there, and not only that, um, Israel has a pipeline piped into Europe. Well, what does Putin no longer have going into, you know, well, those pipelines? That was a huge resource, so now they're direct competitors. So that, that booty, that plunder, well, they, they want that booty, that plunder. Also, Israel, is a, is a, as far as a nation is concerned, has all kinds of uh, wonderful resources. They want, so they're, they're, they're motivated. You also have Iran, so that hook in the jaw, Iran saying, well, listen, man, we've been giving you stuff. We've helped you out. Now you're going to come down here and help us out. Or it might be even, you know, they trust me, Russia wouldn't have to convince Iran uh, to, to go with them to attack Israel. Um, you know, I thought that we'd talk just real quick about some of the other scriptures in Ezekiel 38. Um but here, he says, after many days, you will be visited. In the latter years, you will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people around the, uh, on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. Israel, you know, it's crazy. So when, the, you know, 70 AD, uh, you know, Rome destroyed the temple. The Jews were scattered to all the nations around the world. Um, and what's crazy, I've shown on images in previous podcasts of just how desolate it looked in Israel in some of these different fields. And we're now, you look at them in their are beautiful vineyards and, and cities and taking, I mean, so the, they're, they're brought back and it says they were brought out of the nations and now all of them dwell safely. They, they this has been the safest. These Jews have lived since the Holocaust. Okay. This has been safe. In fact, they've been, you know, they, they're, they're military. And their Mossad, which is their uh, you know, special force, in, in our CIA basically would be an equivalent to that. But they kind of take it to the next level because these guys are studs. I mean, just across the board in, in not just espionage and spycraft, but also just uh, in war tactics as well. Um, but when you look at what's going on, uh, they've been safe, right? And that's what that scripture's saying. Until... This time, when the world begins to come against them, um, I think, in my opinion, you know, there's there's a number of different opinions in regards to the Gog and Magog War, if it is pre-tribulation or post-tribulation or if it leads up into another grand, bigger war. Um, but there will be absolute war um, and rumor of war going on in uh, the Middle East, uh, not just the Middle East, but around the world. Um, during this time, and that's exactly what's happening. Let's, 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 let's look at one more thing. Um, so one of the scriptures that I wanted to bring up and talk about um, was actually right here in Mark. It says, but when you hear Mark beginning in 13, beginning in verse 7, but when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be troubled. This is Jesus speaking. For such things must happen, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom I'm going to come back on a future podcast and talk more about that when we talk about some of the different judgments. Um, but it's, it's, I think there's there's more. But we, we see this. You can even take it just with a straight interpretation, and you see that. Uh, and there will be earthquakes in various places, and there will be famines and troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrows. Some translations call it birth pangs. Well, you know what's, going, what's crazy? So... You know, Israel was attacked by Hamas, but one of the things that nobody was talking about at all was about some of these earthquakes going on around the world. And not just little earthquakes, some big ones. Check this out. Right here, um, and you can go look these up, the, the, all the major news stations have it out there, but uh, Afghan earthquake uh, survivors sleep amid rubble as death toll nears 3,000. Survivors of a series of powerful earthquakes that struck western Afghanistan on Saturday have spent a second night sleeping amid the rubble of demolished villages as they reach for loved ones using shovels. The death toll is approaching 3,000, according to senior Taliban officials. Couldn't happen to a nicer group of people, but the people that are really suffering are innocent. They're the kids and the innocent the regional capital of uh, Herat city people slept in public parks and streets fearing further tremors the united states geological survey reports uh, reported quakes on monday of magnitude 5.9 4.9 and 4.7 but doesn't end there so have if there's uh, there's actually i'm going to just i'm going to show you how many earthquakes are going on right now around the world like even today it's just it just blew my mind but before we get to that so there were over 320 earthquakes in 24 hours on Kilauea Volcano in, in, over in Hawaii. Check this, this, this article out. Hawaii's rumbling Kilauea Volcano produces over 320 earthquakes in 24 hours, officials say. Increased seismic activity from one of Hawaii's and Earth's most active volcanoes led to roughly 320 earthquakes in 24 hours, according to the United States Geological Survey Hawaiian Volcano Observatory. The reported earthquakes beneath the highest point of Kilauea, which is not erupting as of Friday, began Wednesday as the volcano started showing signs of elevated unrest according to the USGS news release. So, we it, it, but so I thought well, how many earthquakes have happened in the last week? Well, here's what is nuts. Check this out. You can actually go online and uh, to usgs.gov and see if you can see my screen, and you can see all the earthquakes. Now, this is within the past day, all right? Now, some when I looked at this a little while ago, there were 31, now saying 29, and it's just because different places around the Earth, um, the time they're falling off that 24-hour window, but but look at this. The one that we're looking at right here, and there's actually some new ones since I looked at this last, just a little bit ago. Um, the U.S. Virgin Islands, Cruise Bay, a 3.9 magnitude. See, this? that's this one right here, this highlighted one. But look at this. This is a really big one. A six point magna, uh, magnitude in Pampas, Argentina. I went and looked it up. It's not Pampa, it's Pampas. It's, uh, it's, it's actually a plains area out there. So there are people and everything else, but it's, it's mostly grassland. So there wasn't as much devastation, whereas, you know, like Afghanistan being hit, but six, a 6.0 magnitude earthquake. Look at some of these others that were big today. Uh, the band to sea, you can see the little blue dot that lit up when I clicked it. The band to sea was the 4, 4.8. I'm not going to try to name that, but it's in Indonesia and it's 4.7, um, Saipan, Northern Mariana Islands, 4.9. I mean, so you, it's a lot of these. You can see they're around that Ring of Fire, um, and I'm not talking Johnny Cash, but you know it's it's interesting. And right here, this I don't know why this just turned red, huh? It just it just had another earthquake since we were on. I mean, literally, since we're on this page, there was just another a 3.6 quake in Cruise Bay, Virgin Islands. That's just nuts. I mean, there's just, you can feel it. Um, people who normally don't want to talk about end times, people who don't normally want to, they, they say, yeah, the world's messed up. But people are starting to wake up and say, you know what? This feels very end timey uh, to me. Well, before we wrap up, I just want to encourage you that, all these things, yes, it seems scary, but it's not because we are the fathers. We are in his hand. These times were set. I mean, they, they were already set. God knew this was going to happen. He, he knew that he wanted you to be here during this time to encourage the church and the body. So what I would ask you is, do you have a relationship with Jesus? What does the scripture say in Luke 21? It says, now when these things begin to happen, go nuts. That's not what the scripture says, right? Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift your heads because your redemption draws near. Press into Christ. Press into the body. Get involved with your church. If you have been isolated, get around other believers. Because when we get around other believers, we can encourage one another. Some other practical things to do. There are a number of different places you can go to to give aid um, to Israel. Uh, The Nazarene Fund is one of those. Obviously, if you go to Samaritan's Purse, that will definitely be another one. Go to different organizations that are reputable, that Christian organizations that allow you to donate, that make sure that those resources do make it to the hurting Israeli people. Well, thank you for, again, tuning in to uh, Digging for the Truth. I'm going to ask you again, just share this with somebody if it's blessed you in any way. I can't wait to start sharing a couple of things in future. We're going to get through the seal judgments. Sorry, sorry not to, we've already gone through the seal judgments. We're going to go through the trumpet judgments, the bowl judgments, and then we're going to talk about giants. Man, it's going to be it's going to be neat. Anyway, thank you for tuning in, and I will see you on the next one.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church of Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church of Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.